when you're selling your house, um, the buyer still has negotiation after being under contract to say, hey, now after our due diligence, after our inspections, after our surveys, we found XYZ wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. We want you to make that correct before we move in. Yeah, so that you could do it through a credit or you could pay the invoice on the closing statement. It's Tiffany Weber. Welcome back to the North Carolina Real Estate Show. I am a real estate attorney in Mooresville, North Carolina at Thomas & Weber. So today we have a topic. I talk about this all the time because I'm dealing with closings all the time, but seller closing costs. What are seller closing costs? So I thought it would be good to go through, one, what the contract says sellers are going to pay in um in North Carolina. And then also, what does it look like on the closing statement whenever you're looking at the closing disclosure? Ryan, we just went through this selling a house. So you probably remember a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, luckily I didn't have to do too much. I just kind of showed up and signed, but <laughs> I don't know if there was any closing costs we technically had to pay because we got proceeds. So the proceeds took care of whatever those closing costs were. Yep. So you're still paying them though. So because if you didn't have those closing costs that would end up in your proceeds. So it's kind of like all the people that get paid before you do, essentially. It just comes off the top um, of your sale price until whatever is left is what you get to take home. So if, you, if you're in North Carolina and you're using the North Carolina Standard Offer to Purchase, if you want to know what the contract says about what you pay, most of that is going to be contained in paragraph 8, which has a lot of subparagraphs. But the, the highlights here, you're going to pay for the preparation of the deed. You're going to pay for your prorated taxes, any deferred or discounted or rollback taxes, which is a whole other video in and of itself. But basically, if you are in like some present use value program where you get a significant decrease on taxes because you're using the property a certain way, if your buyer is not going to continue that use, then you as a seller have to pay back the discount for I think it's three years, it may be, I'd have to look at the statute, but it's a lot. <laughs> so sellers can sometimes be upset when they find out they have to pay that. Um, and then any local conveyance fees required by law. Um, the next paragraph 8I, that talks about if you're going to pay any of the buyer's closing costs, if that's negotiated, you'll pay, you will pay that as well. 8J, this used to talk about what uh, HOA costs the seller would pay, but that got moved to its own paragraph. So there are certain things whenever you're selling a house that has an HOA that you have to pay as the seller. So paragraph 9A is going to go over those. Um, and then any negotiated repairs or improvements, you'll have to pay for that out of your proceeds or in advance of the closing, a home warranty if you've provided for one. And then as far as the HOA, any fees that are required to confirm that the seller is up to date on their taxes, on their, excuse me, not taxes, their HOA dues has to be paid by the seller. Any fees charged by the HOA for transferring or updating ownership records of the HOA paid by seller. And then this one's the kicker. Any fees other than those specifically required to be paid by buyer under the paragraph below. So, so if it's just, a fee that's not addressed, you just, if you it's not it, supposed it's to be fee. paid by the buyer... Yeah. So 9B talks about exactly what the buyer pays. So if it's something that's not one of those things, the seller pays it. I think a big thing that people don't know or don't realize when they're going to purchase a house, especially first time home buyers, is using a real estate agent, the seller theoretically and technically pays the real estate agent mm -hmm. commissions. Um, so typically, and I think they, the realtors are starting to change it a little bit, but typically in the past, it's been 6%. 
6% of the sales price would be going to commissions. And then the agents would split it three and three, 3% three mm -hmm. for the buyer's agent, 3% for the seller's agent. And that 6% all is paid by the seller. And most people don't know that. They just mm -hmm. think, I pay my real estate agent a commission. Well, mm -hmm. no, the seller pays both real estate agents commissions. Yeah. So that is good point. That's one of the seller's closing costs. And, um, yeah, and that's paid at closing. At closing. Right. So you don't pay that in advance. And uh, I also see sellers confused a lot of times when they see them on the closing statement that they're paying both commissions. They say, why isn't the buyer paying their own agent? Look at your listing agreement. Um, you're paying a commission for the sale of your house. And then it essentially the listing agreement defines that it can be split between the other. They can decide to split it with the other agent. So, um, you know, if you've agreed to pay 6%, then who gets paid that 6% can be broken down a little bit further than just to your agent. So let's talk about the closing disclosure itself and kind of where you see these charges on the closing disclosure. Uh, the seller's closing disclosure is a lot more simple than the buyer's closing disclosure. It's only two pages. And on page one, you're going to see um, section M. That's got basically all the money you are owed. And that's like your sale price. And then any fees that you paid in advance that are getting prorated back to you. Like for example, we bought a house in January. Our seller had paid the HOA dues for the first half of the year. So we had to pay them back for the portion of that time that we own the property. So you would see sale price and then prorations. If tax bills had come out and the seller had already paid the taxes, the buyer would be giving the seller a proration back of what portion that the buyer owed. And then section N is basically all the money that you owe. So line two usually in that section are, is a summary line of your closing costs. That's get, it gets broken down on the next page. Any payoffs of your loan, you'd be surprised the number of sellers that we see that um, they're like, oh, I have, to, <laughs> I have to pay that off right now. I can't do that after I get the money. No, because once you get the money, there's no way to to force you to pay the lender. Yeah. And that stays a lien on the property if they're not paid off. So yes, it will be paid at closing, handled by the closing attorney so that it can be confirmed that the lien is satisfied and the buyer gets clear title. And if the sellers have given any credit, so that would be negotiated in the contract. If you agreed to um, pay any of the buyer's closing costs, that's gonna be on here. The due diligence fee is shown on here. And that's because that is a portion of the purchase price that the seller gets paid right away and they deposit it in their account right away. So to keep the buyer from paying it twice, it gets deducted from the top so that again, you know, the buyer doesn't pay it twice since it was already paid. Um, then you'll see any proration of taxes that wasn't addressed, like say this, the tax bill isn't out yet. Um, then the seller needs to give the buyer a credit because the buyer will pay the taxes in full when the bill comes out. So you could see taxes in either of those sections. And then down at the bottom of the page, you'll see cash to close due to seller. That is your proceeds. So that's after all the, the fees come out, all of the closing costs come out. That is what is left over for the seller to get. And that's, you know, after paying off your mortgage, paying off literally every little thing. So commissions. Your, yeah, yeah. Your, your goal is to obviously have a, a big number in yeah. the very end there, because that means that's the more money yeah. you're you're truly profiting. You're you're making you're putting back in your bank account when you yeah. sell your house. And it is entirely possible that after, you know, all of the fees come out and you pay off your loan, 
that you have to bring money to closing to either pay off the loan, pay off the commissions, whatever it may be. Um, it doesn't happen often, but yes, we see sellers have to bring money to closing to be able to satisfy all of their obligations and they don't make any money on the sale of their home. So page two of the closing disclosure is going to be the breakdown of the closing costs. So this is where you'll see the itemized commissions, any deed preparation fees. You're also going to see something called excise tax. And in North Carolina, a lot of people call these deed stamps. So this is something that you're charged whenever you sell property um, by the local government. And it's calculated by taking the sale price, divided by 500, and that's how you get to that number. Another way to say it is $2 per every thousand of the sale price, but I think that's more confusing. So I'll just say sale price divided by 500. Um, and then if you have anything else that like say, um, for example, our house, whenever we were selling it, it was found during the inspections that we had the beginnings of termite. Mm. We didn't know. So of course we're gonna make that right. We paid for that on the closing statement. Yeah, and that I think that's a an interesting thing that some people don't know of. Like when you're selling your house, um, the buyer still has negotiation after being under contract to mm -hmm. say, hey, now after our due diligence, after our inspections, after our surveys, we found XYZ wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. We want you to make that correct before we move in. And they have the right to back out. Now, they would lose their due diligence. If it's after their due diligence period, they'd lose their earnest money as well. But they still could back out. Mm -hmm. And so you as a seller, if you really want to sell your house to this person, you should probably make it right. And you can negotiate it. You mm -hmm. can um, just do it. You can fix it yourself. You can also it put it in a seller's credit, which is mm -hmm. what we did because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like actually fixing it. And I said, great, you've already got all the yeah. quotes you yeah. know how much it's going to cost and you are willing to do it. Sure. And yeah. I never saw that money leave my bank account because it was on our seller mm -hmm. proceeds. It was taken out of our seller's proceeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that you could do it through a credit or you could pay the invoice on the closing statement. So there's a couple different ways to handle that. Um, and then also if you have any other documents that need to be recorded, like for example, if you're a seller who's using a power of attorney, you'll pay for that to be recorded so it can be effective. Um, if you have a separation agreement and you're selling and needs to be recorded, you'll pay for that out of your closing costs. So that's uh, not all inclusive of every possible seller closing cost, but that is um, a pretty good overview of what a seller might expect to pay at closing in North Carolina. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and watching. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.